There was actually a Puritan book that was called Bowels Opened. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's the short <laughs> That's the shortened version of the title. It was something like Bowels Opened with Love of Christ for his love for his people, something like that. Um, it was one of those super long Puritan titles and basically anybody who's ever republished it completely renamed it. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Him Partial, the podcast where we talk all things church music. I'm One Funka. And I'm Cara Devereaux. And today we have a special fan-inspired episode. We've asked you for your input and we will be discussing a few silly songs, answering some questions from Instagram, and talking about the importance of memorizing hymns. But first, we have a favor to ask. If you are a regular listener to our podcast, would you do us a huge favor and consider leaving a five-star review for us on Apple Podcasts? That really helps grow our exposure to folks just like you who maybe have never heard of our show but would be eager to listen. Also, why don't you go ahead and go over to himpartial.com and sign up for our free weekly newsletter. There, you can also consider supporting this podcast financially on Ko-Fi. For links to the newsletter or our Ko-Fi page, you could go to himpartial.com, head over there, himpartial.com, and consider supporting this podcast today. So we thought we would begin with some silly songs. And the reason for this is that, um, so I absolutely love memes. <laughs> and I, I don't know why, but I just find them generally hilarious. Yes. And I don't know, was it sent to us or did you just stumble across that meme? No, we had, we, I think it was you on Facebook found some like that's another right. page it was like i think it's a page that's called like random him or something every day or something uh, yeah i'm like i'm part of a i'm part of a couple of hymn groups on facebook um because it's a great way to discover new songs mm-hmm. and one of the members of one of the groups had reposted this um picture of It's like a a page from a hymnal and it's got the music and the words underneath. And the title is The World is Full of Smelly Feet. And then the (laughs) caption was kind of like, some things really don't need to be in our hymn books. And so we thought it would be fun just to have a look at a few of those. So we asked some of our listeners and they came up with um, some songs that they were kind of like, why? Yeah, we basically asked like, what is a silly or what is a hymn that you can't believe was actually in your hymnal? Because they don't mean to be silly, but they just no come off not well. Kind of. Yeah, a little bit. So we're just going to read some of them here for you today. It's not our typical episode where we give you like an in-depth history. I think uh, we did get quite a few submissions. Some of them were just hymns that some of you didn't like <laughs> or that you thought were a bit weak. And we, we understand that. Maybe that's... Uh, that's a um, subject matter for another episode. But these were ones where we're just like, okay, if we were in church and we turned our, opened our hymnal and saw these, we'd probably have a little <laughs> fit of giggles. Um, and so we thought we'd share those with you. <laughs> so Carla, oh, why don't reminds- you do the, uh- oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that reminds me of the song itself isn't funny, but we used to have in our old church a family who would bring Cheerios for their toddler to eat during the service, keep them quiet and give them a snack. And um, 
I opened, no, my mum opened up a hymn book one time and we were just singing this hymn and singing this hymn and there's a line in it where it says, when we come to the end of our hoarded resources and there was like a Cheerio stuck to the page. (laughs) (laughs) That is great. So now whenever we sing that song, we get the giggles because of that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Would you like me to read The World is Full of Smelly Feet though? I think you definitely should. <laughs> uh, just a content warning for our listeners, you can't unhear this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the chorus is, The world is full of smelly feet, weary from the dusty street. The world is full of smelly feet, we'll wash them for each other. Uh, Jesus said to his disciples, wash those weary toes, do it in a cheerful fashion, never hold your nose. People on a dusty journey need a place to rest. Jesus says, you say you love me, this will be the test. We're his friends, we recognise him in the folk we meet. Smart or scruffy, we'll still love him and wash his smelly feet. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So just a fun fact about me is I don't like feet. Um, Unless they're attached to a little tiny baby who hasn't walked and sweat and been smelly. I don't want feet anywhere near me. So this song is really this triggering. This song is for you. No, 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 no. <laughs> I would fail the test. Actually, we were talking to some friends and they were saying that at their church, a previous church that they were in, they actually did they actually did this like as a as an exercise in in loving their neighbor. I think that was the context where they actually got a bowl and they washed each other's feet. And I was like, never. (laughs) Half joking, I would be like, I'm rescinding my membership from the church. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I would not do that. Do not rescind your membership from a church because you're uncomfortable. But I would have been very, very uncomfortable if that was the case. I would be uncomfortable both washing someone's feet and having my feet washed. I'd just be like, stop touching my feet. It's weird. Yes. And And in our cultural context, like, yeah. No, it would be it would be awkward. It would be awkward, but I do think maybe it's a challenge. May, even in this silly song, may we be challenged at our ability to let go of our phobias and or discomforts. Um, to the love core our message, the core message is good. The delivery is just not. <laughs> yeah, not I great. don't like that it conjures up the fact that they're also smelly. i was gonna say it's a a cheesy thing but it would be because it's about feet yeah yeah so the next the next uh hymn is actually you won't believe it it's by isaac watts um and one of our listeners submitted this hymn to us which it is not a silly hymn but you might find yourself maybe as uncomfortable as the first one. So I'm going to read it to you. It's four verses. Um, (coughs) Blessed is the man whose bowels move and melt with pity to the poor, whose soul by sympathizing love feels what his fellow saints endure. His heart contrives for their relief, more good than his own hands can do. He, in the time of general grief, shall find the Lord has bowels too. His soul shall live secure on earth with secret blessings on his head when drought and pestilence and dearth around him multiply their dead. Or if he languish on his couch, God will pronounce his sins forgiven, will save him with a healing touch, 
or take his willing soul to heaven. As someone who has worked <laughs> in care, it's mildly disturbing for me. Uh, look, this is actually a really serious hymn. It's talking about real stuff, you know. Um, it, it's talking about being moved by the poor, you know, like to actually care for your neighbor. It's talking about salvation. It's just I, archaic, that's all. The phrase is, is archaic. It's old language that we wouldn't, and maybe even culturally we wouldn't talk about, like our emotions being stirred in this way, but it was like a common way, you know, like. There, was, talk- there was actually a Puritan book that was called Bowels Opened. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's the short, <laughs> that's the shortened version of the title. It was something like bowels opened with love of Christ for his love for his people, something like that. Um, it was one of those super long Puritan titles and basically anybody who's ever republished it completely renamed it. <laughs> yeah, this has been, let me look up to see what it's been re, reworded as. Yeah, Bear because the, the thing to remember is that this is an archaic way, like nowadays we would say, you know, blessed is a man whose heart is moved and melts with pity for the poor. Um, it's, yeah. it's just a, a culture time thing. Yeah, so on hymnary, it says, blessed is the man whose breast can move. Also something we probably wouldn't say. But that line that says, we'd find that the Lord has bowels too, that's been rephrased to, shall find the Lord hath mercy too. It's a bit better. It's a bit better. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing that we would be able to really sing with a straight face on a Sunday, unfortunately. Yeah, theologically, absolutely sound. <laughs> it's but sound. it's one of those hymns that does need a tiny bit of updating Just a when bit. it comes to the language. Yeah. We did have another um, another song that was submitted. I'm going to read you a couple of verses. I'll read you a chorus in like two verses. Uh, it goes, All glory, laud, and honour to thee, Redeemer King, to whom the lips of children made sweet Hosanna's ring. Thou art the King of Israel, thou David's royal son, who in the Lord's name comest, the King and Blessed One. The company of angels, and praising thee on high, and mortal men, and all things created make reply. And it goes on, um, and it wasn't the song that was the problem, it was the verse that they thankfully now leave out, which I don't know if I can actually read it, it just, okay, I'm going to try, and if I lose it, I apologise. So the missing verse, I don't think I can do it, Monet. (laughs) (laughs) There is, there is a word. It is, it is a Christian curse word in it. <laughs> it's, I wasn't going to say it, but you'll hear it. I'll emphasize the word, yes. but I'll not use the word word. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but it just, it makes me laugh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Be thou, O Lord, the rider, and we the little donkey, that to God's holy city together we may we may pass (laughs) see the problem is we've cleaned it up for you because some of our listeners might be offended even though it is a word in the bible you know 
some of our li- listeners might it's be It's legitimate in its context. It's legitimate but- in its context, but it's become a swear word now, so we don't say it. But it is hilarious visually. <laughs> be thou, O oh Lord, the writer, and we the little donkey. <laughs> It's, it's just like, really bizarre as well. Like it is. Like I guess you want. I don't know. Is it like an honor? Like for him? I. I mean, yes. We could probably break it down theologically a little too much, but it is just a funny phrase. Like even if it didn't have a swear word in it, you'd just be like, "Uh, okay." <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, there there are other ways that you could express the same sentiment that just yeah. aren't as like what? Yeah. I don't know. In my head, I just have images of pantomime donkeys, which is not helpful either. Mm-mm. No. But yeah. Well, like we said, you guys submitted those songs. If we, if there's some that you're like, oh, I can't believe you didn't talk about X song. Like, let us know. Maybe, maybe we'll bring it back for another episode. But we just had a little bit too much fun with those. Um, we also reached out to some of our listeners on Instagram. We asked you to ask us anything. And uh, we thought we'd answer them here on the show just because then we could give longer form answers than just a quick Instagram reply. So that's why we're calling this episode like our mailbag, really because it's us interacting directly with you guys. And this is so important to us. Like when we get messages and emails and stuff like that is just, it, it, it lets us know one that we're not just talking to each other, (laughs) but it's also great because we know that our listeners have real life questions that they're working through and if we can help in some small way, then that's really awesome to us. Um, so we only have a handful of questions that we were going to answer today. And the first one came from one of our listeners. They said, what are your thoughts on Maverick City or Mission House? So this is a, a follow-on from um, a couple of previous episodes that we did. We did a response to the Hillsong Exposed documentary. And then we did a further episode, which I'd wanted to do for a long time, and it just happened to fit in well with that, which was about how the music from these kind of things works. So Maverick City and Mission House Music are both um, bands slash kind of artists that come together and like work together. In a, yeah, that's the word yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah. Kind of like a collective thing. So in a sense, it doesn't really matter what we think about them. Uh but in a sense as well, like it is important to ask these questions. So because <laughs> unlike Hillsong and Jesus Culture and Elevation, these people don't claim to be a church as far as I could tell. They are a collective. They're not a church. And so they're not claiming any spiritual authority or anything. Um, so I think it is slightly different. I would say be careful with... Maverick City because they've been quite closely working with Elevation Worship at times Mm. but in the end it kind of just comes down to the same thing that we said on the second Hillsong episode which is love your neighbour be discerning and don't go against your conscience Mm. so you know whether it's Maverick City whether it's Mission House Music whether it's 
slugs and bugs, whether it's Matt Boswell, whether it's Shane and Shane. You need to just keep taking the lyrics back to the Bible and keep using your discerning, be loving towards your neighbor. And yeah, just don't go against your conscience. That's yeah. the simple answer. And it, I know it's, it might feel like a non-answer, but those are principles that you can apply to all kinds of music. So you mm-hmm. could easily just change out these names with anything else. And mm-hmm. the same principle applies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to put my hand up in ignorance. I don't know who Maverick City or Mission House are. Um, but that's just me. I live in a corner of the earth and I'm just like family church I've, podcast. Uh, yeah. I've listened to a couple of Maverick City songs because they just mm-hmm. pop up on my YouTube. And yeah. they're all right. Yeah. And uh, I looked up uh, Mission House Music and discovered that one of the girls who founded it was called Taylor Leonard. Oh. And uh, she popped up on my Spotify the other day. Oh. And I thought, huh, she's all right. So I went and listened to her album and I thought, oh, that's interesting. She's got a Christian background of some sort because her music's not christian christian but it has like these biblical allusions and that's kind of like i wonder if she grew up going to church but left the faith or something Mm. um so i was like i kind of like her music it's all right yeah but yeah again discernment love your neighbor yeah don't go against your conscience (laughs) and we talked about this with a guest recently about um music is not just for worship yes which might maybe is controversial to hear, but you know, when we're sitting and let me think of a really tame example, if we're sitting and we're like listening to the Beach Boys, maybe that's not tame, <laughs> or like, uh, I don't know, the like Diana Ross, all I can think of is really old examples for some reason. I know, I was like, what about the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> yeah, maybe Backstreet Boys. Though Justin maybe Bieber, some people, I don't know. yeah, like we're just enjoying music, right? We've got something on in the background, and we're like, oh yeah, that's got a nice tune, and this person has a nice voice. Um, we're not sitting there like, okay, now we're gonna have worship time, okay? But if you have a, a Christian artist who's putting out good music, then you know, obviously, be discerning, love your neighbor, and don't go against your conscience, and enjoy the music. Uh, if it goes against your conscience to listen to somebody who is not the same tradition or theological disposition as you, then don't do that. Like, there's no, there's no requirement to listen to any type of music. The only requirements we have really are to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. So... Yeah, Sorry. and just one more thing. If you're asking specifically about singing it in church, the answer to that is really easy. Go talk to your pastor. <laughs> Go talk to your pastor. <laughs> Excellent. Um, okay, the next question is, what is your favorite kids' Bible song? Ooh. I'm being cheeky. I'm asking the question so that Cara has to answer first. <laughs> Anything and everything slugs and bugs. I like uh, our struggle yeah, that's a good that's one. That's a good one. Um, but basically, yeah, pretty much all the Slugs and Bugs songs, really. I grew up, and my parents did try to give us Christian music, but it was so awful that they gave up and just let us <laughs> listen to, like, Queen and Police and stuff like that. So yeah. <laughs> I would say, I would say definitely not 
ever anything Veggie Tales. It's just terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, Slugs and Bugs is good. <laughs> Though I'm pretty sure Randall Good Game wrote for Veggie Tales. But I was like, look, we all silly have a songs. History. It was we silly songs. It wasn't Bible kit. It wasn't Bible songs. Silly songs are fun. I, I honestly can't answer this question without saying slugs and bugs also, because I didn't grow up in the church. So I didn't grow up. I mean, outside of like, Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. Like I, I didn't really sing children's Bible songs and my son's so young, I've only been really exposed to children's songs that are Bible-related for like the last year and a bit. So my exposure is really slugs and bugs. <laughs> Although I just remembered a song we used to sing when we were little, and I wouldn't say I loved it, but I remember it being like a key part of childhood, was um, the lyrics are the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me, I stand upon the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. <laughs> Nice. You could wrap that. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> um, so the next question is, and I'll answer this first, just because I've been picking on Kara. Um, tell us about how and why Christians should consider memorizing hymns. Um, I guess the why is... Uh, you you should consider memorizing hymns that are theologically rich because with those hymns are truths about your God. And to memorize that means to memorize things about your God. It's just, it's the same why, but like of lesser value, why memorize scripture? Bonus, if the hymn is basically just scripture. So... Some people might argue for exclusive psalmody in this case, <laughs> but, uh, but, that, but that wouldn't be right either. So I don't want to go down that road. But I think the why is because it's good to dwell on things that are true and lovely and, and, and beautiful um, because that's what God has commanded us to do. How? I mean, I think how, if you're like me, Memorizing something outside of music is very difficult. Um, so even when I'm memorizing scripture, like we've mentioned on here before, we use the Fighterverse app to do memorization. Well, Fighterverse has a feature where some person who is awesome has made a song for like set sections of verses. And it's so awesome because it helps you memorize so easily outside of music I don't I maybe Kara has better memorizing techniques but outside of tying it to music I would be I would really struggle to memorize hymns um, and I think just last note on this yes why is because it's good for you to dwell on these things and because it has a lot of theology how just keep playing the song over and over again um, but I think further, further than that is memorizing a hymn means that you can enjoy singing that hymn with others. Uh, you know, it's like this has happened more than once. And, and this is how I know it's really rich. We've been at a church service or it was even in our own church service and we were singing a hymn and say the hymn usually has 
five verses, but we only sing three for whatever reason. That's rare in our church, by the way, but say it happens. But that fourth and fifth verse are like the jam. And so the guitar stops or the piano stops. And then someone in the in the congregation will just be like, oh, and then they'll just start singing <laughs> verse four. And then you hear everybody else join in and you're like, yes, like there's something powerful about the fact that we can just sing with one voice this hymn that we've all committed to memory because its truths are so rich and so beautiful and so powerful that we don't care that you're done. (laughs) We're not done. We're going to go to verse four and verse five and keep singing. Maybe your pastor won't appreciate that, but the Lord does. (laughs) No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking about uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was at the back of a church holding a baby, a very wriggly baby. I was like, if I hold a hymn book, he's going to eat it. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, we were singing a song. And I was really thankful because I happened to know that one. So I was still able to sing, even though I had this toddler like doing weird cartwheel <laughs> things in my arms. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you on I really struggle to memorize things because I don't have a great attention span. I'm quite easily distracted. And so for me, it's just like... I have to just keep repeating it and hope that eventually, like, if I smack my head against the wall often enough, it'll just, like, sink in. (laughs) But the way I choose which hymns I want to memorise is often we'll either do an episode on it on this podcast and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know that one, I should know that one, and Mm -hmm. then just go away and memorise it. Or something that we sing in church that I'm like, oh, you know, I really like this one and I've liked it for a long time. And I should just commit it to memory because I'm halfway there already. I've sung it enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I do it is I tend to just try and do it over the course of a week because they're rarely more than like six or seven verses. Mm. And so you just take a verse a day. It's four lines. Yeah. And you just sing it over and over and over and over until it's stuck in your head. And then the next day you sing the next verse over and over and then you go back and you sing both. Um, but yeah, the Christian hymns app is quite useful as well because yeah. if I hear a hymn that I like, I can look it up on the app and bookmark it. And Christian hymns, you should sponsor us one of these days. Yeah. But <laughs> I bookmark hymns that I like or that have stood out to me. And then yeah. if I'm like, I want to memorize something, don't know what to memorize, I can go back and look through all my little starred things. Lots of apps you could use here, guys. Yeah. I There's think an the app how- for everything now. It really is. Um, I think the how I memorize is literally I just find a recording of it and I just play it over and over and over again. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, Um, the why. The why is because it's good for you. You should memorize scripture as well. Yes. Because it's good for you. More (laughs) important. It does get easier. Yes. Like the more you do it, your brain like gets the muscle for it. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Well... We really enjoyed answering your questions and getting feedback from you, our listeners, whom we love. We love you guys. Please give us more feedback and send us more questions and maybe we'll do this episode again, Um, but different. Uh, But if you haven't already, go to himpartial.com, sign up for our free weekly newsletter. And as we said, consider supporting us on Ko-Fi. We would love to have your support. It'll help keep the lights on, as they say, and really encourage us to um, try more, learn more to make this podcast better 
for you guys and for ourselves as well. But until next time, we pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you. Bye. Bye.